What's up, guys? Jin here with another episode of the Gotta Read Em All podcast brought to you by the Otakuology podcast. Gotta read them all. Gotta read them all. Uh, gotta read them all. Gotta read them all. Pokemon! Pokemon! Um, That's all Red didn't have a last name, so I don't know what to say. Oh. <laughs> I was going to be like, Red! And then I was like, Red! I don't, I don't know what to Red, say. Catch em. Red, catch him. Red. Definitely not. Um, so this one is chapter 14, That Awful Arbok. Yeah, buddy. Um, and if you've listened to the last episode, uh, in the last episode, um, Psy for Psyduck, mm-hmm. um, right at the very end, we actually saw this kind of sort of ghost or possessed blue or something to that extent and charmeleon uh-huh and we don't exactly know what's going on uh, but it's kind of funny how at the beginning of this chapter we do see how red is a little worried over blue yeah um you know he's like blue talk to me buddy yeah he's very worried about his his friend not friend yeah, and this this fog is supposed, supposedly the thing that is controlling both of them, as well as also controlling um, these ghost zombie Pokemon that we have. Yeah, what what we see them standing off in the distance, and yeah. you know, red uh, blue fires. Uh, you he tells Charmeleon to attack, but what what's this attack Charmeleon is doing at the bottom? Fire spin. Is it fire spin? Yeah, they okay. actually say that. I was a little worried. I didn't really know because from what it looks like in the next page, Fire Spin looks a little different. So Yeah, which I, I'm a little weirded out by that too because it almost seems like you have it where he's actually doing a spin with his body and his mm-hmm. tail is doing it, or you have where he's controlling the fire from his tail and it's making a fire spin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the other thing is, I'm pretty sure at some point he uses a fire spin that comes out of his mouth. So uh, I think so. I'm I'm not 100% sure on. Maybe there's more than one fire spin. That's true. <laughs> Are you using fire spin A or fire spin B? Um, or the less popular option, fire spin C? Uh, we <laughs> would like to know this. Please write in and, and tell us which <laughs> move you are using. Okay. But yeah, we see Charmeleon attack Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur vine whips Charmeleon's tail to stop him. And Red and Bulbasaur are having a really, really hard time. And Red kind of determines that only one real Pokemon can do this who has psychic abilities. And we find out it's a uh, Ghastly. Ghastly yeah. is the one who's been controlling. Blue well, she says one Pokemon. gas Pokemon, so I guess Haunter and Gengar aren't gas-based Pokemon. I guess so. That's that'll be interesting to find out. We'll have to look up Ghastly in them. Yeah, to... but then we do get this kind of weird thing because it does look like a Voltor, a black Voltor with a mouth. So yeah, it does. Here it I definitely does. I like this part where he's like he tells Bulbasaur to use Razor Leaf, and like Razor Leaf just like passes through. Yeah, uh, ghastly. He's like, oh, of course, like it's not gonna hit him. He's a ghost. 
Right, which I like what we're about to see because it's oh, using yes. Pokemon continuity that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, we have where uh, Blue tells Charmeleon again to use Fire Spin. Mm-hmm. And it kind of almost seems like Fire Spin throws Ghastly off his games. Like maybe he was a little too close to it or something. It's kind of like it kind of sucks the gas away from him. Yeah. So maybe... It does that. It ends up clearing out the gas around them, releasing them from the thing. Yeah. And then we finally get to this page where uh, Bulbasaur has like grounded himself to the floor and yeah. is sucking in all of the smoke and everything into the bulb on his back. Yeah, this part is really cool. Which, Which... who knew that the bulb on his back worked like a pair of lungs? Yeah, yeah. That's so like crazy to think about. And you know, and Red's like, you know, Bulbasaur can't just throw things out of his bulb, you know, he can suck it in too. And we get this almost like he's using solar beam. I think that's what he is using is a solar beam attack. Okay. But it's coming out of his mouth, not his bulb this time. Yeah. So it's a little different. Which I like. I like where Red says, you ain't seed, seed nothing yet. Yeah, and I like this the panel next to him where Bulbasaur has sucked in so much stuff, he's like kind of got fat. <laughs> he's, he's kind of he's kind of he's, junky, junky. he's like a Bulbasaur Snorlax now. Yeah, he's he, he's fat. But he blows a hole, which I thought they were closer to the top of the tower, so it's kind of weird seeing that they're not. Yeah, they like looks like halfway up a little bit. I wouldn't even say that. Or maybe like framing like a first or second floor. Yeah, yeah. So he shoots it out, and then uh, he's kind of yelling at Blue. Blue snap out of it, um, and he says, "I'm glad you kind of went back to your old obnoxious self now that we've yeah. gotten to this point." And he's and um, Blue's like, "Thanks, uh, I'll give you this one. You know, <laughs> you yeah. get one. You get one." And they keep heading farther and farther upstairs. Um, and we find out that somebody actually did something to Blue mm-hmm. because Blue brings up uh, this fool thinks he can cast a spell on me, does he? Yeah, and Red's basically is telling Blue, like, Blue, we gotta leave. We gotta get out of this shithole, you know? Like, we gotta, yeah. we gotta get out of this place. This place is not good whatsoever. Right? Yeah. Because we have... Which I kind of wonder if looking at this next part where we get up to, if there's more evolved type Pokemon the farther you go up versus the first floor. Possibly. I don't know. Um, He tells us, tells blue that he red just got done fighting a whole horde of zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's tired already of walking up the tower. Yeah. There is some kind of like toxic or venom stuff sitting on the ground here. And then we kind of get this tidal wave, which to you, does this, kind of tidal wave of toxic goop or whatever kind of look like a hand to you kind of i thought it was going to be like a muck when i first saw it yeah i and then i kind of saw it as a hand i was like that's kind of weird looking too yeah i kind of thought it would be like a muck of some like you know like muck has like really big and like globs on the people that's what i thought it was at first i wasn't expecting it to be venom yeah which we find not, out not, not Venom the symbiote alien. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like toxic venom. But we, we do find out that it is uh, from the guy that we saw before with the Rhydon. Um, yeah. It, it is uh, from Mount Moon. It is uh, Koga. Koga, yeah. Um, and Red's like, oh, that's that's the guy from the, the Mount Moon. And he's like, uh, oh, yes, the squirt who spoiled my carefully laid plans. Yeah. And we so find he remembers out- him. We find out that Koga, they call him the Ninja Koga, is actually one of Team Rocket's elite triad. So now yeah. we have actually seen that Koga is part of this triad. And there's two other members that we may know, may not know. Uh, one of them we may have seen already. One of them we may not have. One of them we have seen. <laughs> we have seen, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, yeah. As if Team Rocket had any anything else elite about them, uh, Red tells us. Yeah. Um, B- I have to say, Blue is very determined in this this section of the chapter. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Which we do get a little thing of why Team Rocket was using this tower because of yeah. the ghost, and a lot of the people didn't want to come there thinking it was so haunted. Yeah, and they were um, using it as a laboratory. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And so, Blue has Charmeleon, basically like Fire Blast or something, um, Koga, and finds out that it is just a projection, and in its place is this zombie Arbok. Yeah. Um, which I I don't exactly know how he's controlling the Arbok still. Yeah. So the ghastly kind of got dissipated. Yeah, I'm not really for sure how he's controlling it as well. But I also wonder if the Arbok is actually newly dead. Uh-huh. Because it still has venom and stuff that's inside of it. Yeah. But I like this chase scene where the Arbok's like just spewing venom all over the place, chasing them. Almost like an Indiana Jones type of moment. Yeah, it does look like that. Where they're like just running stairs, down these stairs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, follow me. Blue's like, follow me if you want to see tomorrow. Right. And so we get this other thing of, oh, Red telling Blue, oh, are you nuts? Uh, And he says, no, but I know that that Koga is controlling his Pokemon from a distance, which means that Charmeleon should be able to use some kind of a move, which is reflection on what is going to happen. Um, and it kind of looks like he throws it up and Arbok hits his head on the reflection, maybe? Yeah, it does. Like It's almost like a barrier type of move. So Koga has a um, has a, a little camera or whatever that he's looking at. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically he's talking about how um, it's stupid to resist because uh, there's not going to be anything with a reflective defense that will work. Uh, not even fire is able to stop Arbok's acid. We get a little scene where like a mirror or something is broke. Uh, not 100% yeah. sure what that is. Um, and we actually have this full attack where uh, we believe that Arbok actually has uh, gotten acid on Charmeleon. Mm-hmm. Can we and- go back to this panel on the top page of this page? Yeah. 
where we see Koga floating in the air away from the tower. Oh, and yeah, the, and he's pretty far away. The 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 the, the Gobat is it Gobat yeah. is just like like clamped onto his arm, and he's just using the Gobat to fly. Yeah, which I wonder if it's really clamped on or if he's holding onto its foot or something. Maybe. Yeah, and I like how his little device looks like a gold bat too, though. Yeah, it's like that, a video walkie-talkie type of thing. Yeah, which I didn't um, understand the the glass part. Maybe that yeah. was reflection breaking. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And then we get this part where Charmeleon cuts the Arbok in half. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking that's." that's fucking crazy but then the weird thing is you can't really think too much about it because then you realize that it's a zombie it's a zombie so you know and we find out that the acid that the arbok spit out was actually it is melting something but it it is uh it hit one of the zombie psyducks that were there yeah you know it's funny melting the body it's funny that you know we see the the arbok getting cut in half yeah, and just like I said before, with the Poliwra- Poliwhirl Firo fight, where the Firo right. impales Poliwhirl, right? This scene is always brought up when you have censoring the Pokemon manga. Yeah, and I have to say, since like for this being censored, like my my volume is censored, like the my my the new ones I got. Yeah. This is still pretty graphic. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it gets cut in half, and you see his, like, insides, and and on the bottom, you see, like, the zombie Pokemon. And... Uh, you know, I don't even think that's his insides. You mean, like, the insides where his muscles are? Yeah. Okay, because the, the little thing that he's sitting on, I think, is a pile of his acid. Yeah. I, I was talking about, like, the inside where his, like, in, in him, and then, like, his acid. Yeah, I can see his acid being him sitting in a pile of his acid yeah 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 but you still can see an arbuck get cut in half yeah you know and and then uh yeah i mean and that's the thing though is a lot of people think that it's an actual alive arbuck but it's it's just a zombie so you know it's uh it's kind of like extreme uh what's what's the other thing where you stuff animals taxidermy yeah, it's that's like, all it is. It's extreme taxidermy. Okay, it's kind of like with the Saturday morning cartoons. If it's a robot, you can cut it up, slice it up, do what you want to it. You know? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but Koga now has more of a vendetta with them. Is breaking his little. Yeah, I like thingy. this. I like this scene where, uh, uh, I think it's Koga talking, and he's like, "The trainers wouldn't have known seeing that easily." If he had been here. So he's talking about Blue at this point, I believe. Um, I think, right? No, so that's that's Blue talking about Koga. Oh, okay. okay. He's saying that him using the reflection thing would have allowed him to know that behind the reflection wasn't actually Charmeleon if he had been there. Oh, okay, okay. And because he wasn't there, it looked like he hit Charmeleon, but that's how he was able to pull off his little ruse of it, of Charmeleon yeah. not being there. Koga has a very much a vendetta against Blue and Red now. For whatever that's whatever true. he spoiled, whatever, whatever plan they spoiled, uh, you know, 
they got they got blue got one up on him this this time, you know. Right. And red got one up on him last time. Right. Oh, excuse me. Which I'm surprised he didn't pull out his his Pokemon heroin, you know, <laughs> and put it Pokemon. put it in the zombie Arbok. Oh, you know? that's true. Well, I wonder if it would have worked or not, since it would have been a zombie. Ooh, that would have been crazy to see if it would have worked, you know. Yeah. Which, and then when you think about it, he couldn't have actually put it in Ghastly because Ghastly probably wouldn't have been able just to absorb it. Which I'm curious. Was he controlling Ghastly, or was Ghastly doing it on his own? I don't know. You know? Yeah, I I don't know. Or is Ghastly even Kogus? Yeah, yeah, maybe just Ghastly, just a big jerk. Uh, well, I mean, he could be like another Team Rocket members. Yeah. So, True. Yeah. Um, but we get done, they defeated Koga. Koga's really pissed off. And Oh, and they're, it they're just... taking, it looks like they're taking down the tower, it looks like. I think like, they're heave. repairing the hole. Oh, are they? Because it's like, heave, ho! Yeah, they're repairing the hole. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is we saw this scene already a bunch of times with the tower where it's all cloudy, rainy, everything, and now it's mm-hmm. a bright, sunny day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything has gone good again. They see the old man, and mm-hmm. he sees that Red's come back, and he wants to thank him for... That and having his life back and giving the town its life back. And he actually gets to um, have a good burial place for Doduo. Yeah. And, and have him buried in everything. Yeah. Which yeah. I assume is in the tower. I'm guessing it is in the tower. And, you know, and he's like, you know, Red's like, you know, it wasn't me. Red didn't take the credit for this one. You know, it was. he's like, it was all blue. Blue did it. You know, blue saved the day. Yeah, and yeah. he's the one you got to thank for it. Yeah. As Blue is walking away nonchalantly. Um, but then we get to where Red is ready to leave as well. And that is the end of our chapter and the end of our first volume. Um, I like this. Our third part. Yeah, this is the end of the first volume. The first first third part of the omnibus. Yeah, and I like this scene, this 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 spread where it's like got to catch them all. Route one, adventure map, and it yeah. shows every place that Red has gone, in every Pokemon he has fought. Yeah, and it's like seen. this this yeah this is the path I followed, which yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the path is kind of confusing a little bit when you're looking at it. It is. It's kind of like they took like a weird. Oh wait, I see it. Okay. And... Yeah, yeah, because it goes up to Pallet Town and it goes over, and like goes. Yeah, you know, it's a weird. Uh, a we he kind of kind of goes up, goes over, down, makes like a curve, <laughs> goes the swing. It's like he Red needs yeah. to learn directions. I just gotta say that. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, but. At the end of the count, we are, well, at least in, in my version, um, we are told that he does have the first two badges. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, were worried if, we were wondering if Misty had battled Red. Right. And that, yeah. that was a big thing we questioned. And we are told that he has caught 26 Pokemon 
and it's found 56 Pokemon. Yeah. Which, uh, if he's caught like 20, why is he only using three of them? That's true. <laughs> Which, uh, this little thing says, although Red only owns a single Poliwhirl when he leaves Pallet Town, mm-hmm. by the time he gets to Lavender Town, he's already caught 26 Pokemon. Go for it, Red. Fill up that Pokedex. Huh. Um, and then it says, Red's team, as of Chapter 14, out of all the Pokemon Red has caught so far, the three uh, to the left are his favorites, uh, which is Poliwrath, Bulbasaur, and Pikachu. It says, not only are they high level, but their teamwork is unparalleled. Yeah. And then we have what their levels are, too, which is a little weird. What are their levels at the moment? So Pikachu says that he's level 21. Okay. Um, Bulbasaur says that he's level 30. Mm-hmm. And Poliwrath says that his level's 31. Okay. So, which is kind of weird, um, just how it's all spread out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, we do get little side things on each of those Pokemon as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Mine doesn't have that till the very end of the Omnibus. Yeah. Which I only have, like, what how they are at the very, very end of the book. Yeah, he only... So Mike's is set up how it is at the end of the Omnibus. Mine are set up per every third part of the Omnibus because I have the box set singles. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, what'd you think of this this chapter? Uh, pretty good. I like I said, I really enjoy kind of this whole thing that we have going mm. for us right now. Um, you know, with how the Pokemon are, yeah, and um, and just how everything is. I mean, we do kind of have more of team rocket that has been revealed to us and Mm -hmm. more of their scheme that will be uh portrayed to us which is another thing with the first time i read this that i loved um yeah because we didn't actually know um we didn't actually know a lot of this and i know that by the time i think i got to like chapter or book three three or four that there was a mm-hmm. kind of, Oh my gosh, how, how far behind everything actually team rocket was. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing a bunch of other stuff, but then at the end of it, you know, we'll kind of tie it all together. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that this was kind of like blue took the lead halfway through. And I was like, blue's a fucking badass. <laughs> like blue's like the complete opposite of red. You know, he's more focused on what he has to do, but he's kind of, I don't want to say like vindictive or like he holds a grudge. Yeah. But I mean, like it was cool seeing him like work in battle and stuff like that, you know, and figuring things out, you know, I, I liked it. I liked this volume. It was cool. It was a good ender for the first volume. Right. And I, I like how, um, I like how we are going to see more of how uh, the different things that we have seen from both of them kind of play out a little more. 
Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. I, uh, I just can't wait to see more of that and what's going to happen. Um, because we have kind of seen that even though how they are together, like they do complement each other to an extent, yeah. but that red is still lagging behind blue for yeah. the most part. And we will see uh, kind of a turn of events where red does overturn that, but we'll see that as it goes forward and how yeah. much of a, much of it, a, a lot more stuff will happen. That's pretty cool. I can't wait till we get there's this part like slight spoilers. I don't remember when it happens, but I think blue and red accidentally trade Pokemon. Yeah. At one point. And so who knows? I know that there's a point where they accidentally trade and I know there's parts where they actually do trade. Yeah. And there's a point where, and like, it's only for the mission that they're going on. Okay. Which I like that. I, I really enjoy that part too, that you know that sometimes you have to like lend your Pokemon to your friend. Yeah. Um, and which one actually complements your team the best for the mission that's going on. Yeah. Cause isn't so there it is a, kind of a, a cool thing. Isn't there a part where is it Pikachu and Charmeleon get ch- traded? I think it's like almost Red's entire team gets traded. Okay, okay. But okay. Uh, I can't remember. So all right, yeah. When when we get to that, when we'll we have get to, to that. We'll get to double it, check. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is fun. It was fun. Uh, you know, brought a a real weight to what's happening within the story. You know, Koga Koga's a force of nature. It seems yeah. like. Uh, with whatever he's trying to do. We don't know what he was trying to do. I did find it a little confusing on that whole glass-breaking aspect because I didn't think that was done very well of 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 uh, perceiving what happened, you know, showing what happened. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was good. I, I like this uh, volume or manga or just, this chapter. Yeah, and I mean, it was only just to betray that we couldn't actually see what was going on yeah. at that time. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, but anyways, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed the show and that you have enjoyed that we have finally made it to the end of book one or the oh first. God. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. The first third half of, of Pokemon, um, the Omnibus. I might I might switch up this this picture and may have it a little bit different for the YouTube channel. Yeah, we might switch it up a little bit, you know, because it's the last book yeah. or last yeah. last that's the chapter in the book, you know. Yeah, you could you could always uh, put on uh, who's Red's current team with his badges. Oh, I I stopped that after the first time because uh, I was like, man, if we put the badges on, there's gonna just crowd everything. Yeah. If you go to like the Gyarados episode, I did it, but I stopped after that. <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't for sure like how many badges he had. Two. Yeah. I just yeah. felt like it would crowd things too much up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into book two. I have to say, I feel like this is taking longer and longer to read because I'm reading it as we're doing the podcast. That's true. <laughs> So I might just read it all and then like reread it 
just yeah. to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I feel like I'm never going to be done with this omnibus. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. As always, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more great content from us at the Otakuology Podcast and the Gotta Read Them All. Did you podcast. say the Otakuology Podcast? Podcast? I think you said podcast. You're about to be a podcast. What's a podcast? I'm going to be podcastically <laughs> aggressive with you. But anyway, guys, again, thanks for listening. Bye.